Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of Collider Body Slam Smackdown Recap. We did our first episode of the Raw Recap for Collider Body Slam yesterday. So if you haven't seen that yet, go there, watch it. Ryan and I break it down for an hour, have a lot of fun talking about Brock Lesnar and how he likes his steak. And we even get some steak, which was, is awesome. How great was that? Yeah, I mean, it was perfect timing. <laughs> we don't we don't plan that stuff out. How did we know Christian was going to finish his steak just as we were going to talk, uh, talk about steak? So there it is. Those are the cool things that happen at Collider. That's you know, right. When you're watching collider videos cool things like that happen <laughs> that's right well i'm john roca for those of you who those of you who don't know uh i'm i'll be joined every uh every week with a by 
Ryan Satin. And if you don't know Ryan Satin, at Pro Wrestling Sheet, we, you know, this man knows so much about wrestling. It's, it's been so much fun having him come on to the Collider family and having someone else to nerd out and geek out about wrestling with who understands the business and knows so much about the inner workings and the outer workings of the business. And, uh, and Ryan, are you ready for SmackDown? I am ready for SmackDown. I also want to say the same thing about yeah. you. I mean, this guy, I, you know, when I came here, I thought I was going to be doing a lot of the stuff alone <laughs> until we brought a staff on. I didn't know I was going to have someone so passionate about wrestling already here. And I, like <laughs> Roka being added to the wrestling sheet team, I, I just want to thank you thank for you. everything thank you've you. done so far because I love, love, love having you on the team. And okay, now to SmackDown, <laughs> I, I liked SmackDown. Okay. I was, uh, you know, James McKenna, who works on the site, we were texting during the show and he had, the exact opposite reaction really? as I did. He, he was not a big fan of the episode. Okay. So I'm interested to hear, what, what were your overall thoughts? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun episode. I thought it got across uh, what it needed to get across. And, I mean, it's hard to one-up throwing a baby at somebody. So, I mean, it's really hard to one-up that. Uh, but I felt like throughout the throughout the program, there were some shocks and surprises, and there were some, some storylines that were furthered and some drama that was introduced into situations that we're going to talk about that I thought seemed seemed the timing seemed perfect for it. And the way it played out, I really enjoyed overall. That's why I enjoyed it, too. I think uh, his main complaint seemed to be that there weren't uh, a lot of matches on the show. It was really storyline heavy. It was a lot of promo heavy, segment heavy. But to be honest with you, for me at least, uh, I like when we get some of those shows every once in a while. I mean, obviously every show can't be like that. Uh, It's not the Attitude Era. They they, they need to have the matches. The matches are people who are there to watch. But also... A lot of people are there to watch the storyline factor, the the the, the soap opera mm-hmm. effect of everything, and so um, I felt like this episode did a lot to get things in motion for SummerSlam in, in a better way than than I had seen it in the past. Because a lot of times, you know, a lot of SmackDown lately, it's been like the dream matches or too much focus on the the match itself yeah. uh, and not necessarily the storyline behind it. And I think a lot of the stuff this week really started to inject some interesting storylines into a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, I thoroughly agree. If you want just matches and no dialogue and no storylines, go to watch NJPW. That's your, that's your bag. This is not, this is not a SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown has to do this. And I agree with you, Brian, what you said. They laid the groundwork. SummerSlam's around the corner. So you've got to lay the groundwork story-wise powerfully because the matches are really just filler. Until you get to the pay per view at this point. Now, this, this soon out, it's, they're just filler to, to add to things, right? And of course, there was a big match that added a stipulation to the uh, women's championship match, which we'll get to, but those are rare when you're getting the buildup into, uh, into a pay per view. So I thought the storylines, I thought I enjoyed the segments actually a lot. And it, they did a lot of those in Raw as well that I thought I, that I thought were great. You yeah. Know, especially I, the Heyman Lesnar stuff. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, well, let's get into it. Yeah, actually, let's actually, talk about I, it. I, the first one right off the top yeah. is one of the things that I really like. Yeah, Becky Lynch and Carmella had an in-ring segment with Carmella. She pretending to be sad, walks down. Becky Lynch does, you know, like the, you know, nobody thought I could be a champion. I had to work for it, all this kind of stuff. I, 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 I want to be a champion. It's my time now. I can get it. And the fans, she's over with the fans, which is so great to, to Majorly see. Majorly over with the fans. Right? Because she was losing for a long, when we first started doing Body Slam, I was super upset at how much they were making Becky lose and job to these other female wrestlers. And I'm like, Becky is a good damn wrestler. 
story. And she tells a great story in the ring. she was their first draft pick in SmackDown. Exactly. You got to give her something to do. And so she did a great uh, thing, like promoting herself and everything on this. And I loved how much more composed and powerful she was in this segment. It was really nice to see how Becky's come along in that way. And then Carmella comes in full heel, does the full heel, tries to play that whole thing. We're together. It's you and me, blah, blah, blah. You know, women together. We shouldn't be tearing each other down. We should be empowering each other. Then they play Ellsworth music, and she gets hit from behind, and we see the heel Carmella there, full force. Okay, so are you a team Carmella? Are you, do you like Carmella? I hate Carmella. Not, hate- and here's a, she's a great heel. Yeah. I just think she's crap in the ring. That's yeah. my honest opinion. She's crap in the ring. So I, it's me she was talking about. when she's <laughs> You're I'm, one of the ones you know, she, was was be, <laughs> she was crying about how, like, you know, no one thinks I should be champion. All the old people come out on Twitter. Boom. Yes, I'm one of them. I'm not happy to admit that. I'm happy to admit that. You see, I like that she's kind of a chicken shit heel. You know, I like that, <laughs> that, that, you know, we don't see Carmella wrestle all the time. You we know, don't. Carmella. There's a, there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think that it's necessarily because of her in-ring skill. Okay. I think it's because Vince likes that she's kind of like the chicken shit heel of the women's division. That yeah. that she um, evades, you know, def- defending the title at all costs. That she yeah. evades uh, the tough competition when she can, and and when she does finally have to go up against it, she cheats. You know, yeah. like, and I like that about her. You know, I- I'm glad Ellsworth's back in the duo. You know, I tweeted last night saying, uh, you know, I don't really understand people that don't like Carmella. I, I think she's super entertaining. And then oh, no, the, she's entertaining. Yeah. Absolutely. The replies, though, were a lot of use of just oh, like, yeah. well, her in-ring work is the <laughs> fucking worst, and it sucks, and she's terrible. Um, but what I will say with Carmella is, even if people don't like her in-ring skills, I do believe that she is doing a great job as a heel. I mean, yeah. the the reaction that she's getting, I know a lot of people say it's because, you know, oh, her in-ring, they don't like her in-ring skills much. But also, there's a large portion of that audience that, don't like her because she's an effective heel and she's yeah. getting the booze. She's get, she's actually getting under people's skin, which is what she's supposed to do. And I love that, you know, she is a good actress. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking yeah. yesterday oh, yeah. about sometimes that not, not all the wrestlers are the best actors. Right. She could teach Rhonda a million lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she's one of the ones in my opinion where she can, she's got range. Mm-hmm. She can go up, she can go down. She can be sad. She can be happy. She can be funny. She, she's, very, she's just full of charisma, and, yeah. and and that's what I love about her most. You know, she feels like a like a new school female Michael Hayes. Now I know he's a good wrestler. I'm not saying Whew. I not, not and maybe not in ring wise, but the I just, Freebird. But I just mean in terms of like she's got that vibe, you know, yeah. the real cocky vibe to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really really enjoyed this. You know, I I know that Ellsworth got fired last week. I don't think he's officially fired. I think especially <laughs> seeing they played his music again yeah. this week, and he's still kind of like mentioned I feel like it's a storyline thing and he's coming he's, he's gonna be he's gonna be back at SummerSlam oh he's totally shown up at SummerSlam yeah. there's no way that doesn't happen and what's uh, but I will I will say this and this is as you're talking Ryan my mind is going thinking about things you're saying trying to process your points and what the thing that I I find is that what struck me last night because I was trying to fact I was like why don't I like, like what is it about her that I enjoy her as a heel but really hate what is it and I think it's because she, there's and there's a possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I hope I say this correctly. Like she feels like the old divas a little bit because okay. she's hot, but she's she can she can only kind of wrestle, not really for, like. But she still does good work. Yeah. You know, like Mickey James was a phenomenal heel during the divas time, and she could ro- work in yeah. the ring and do this do those great segments outside the ring. So I think my frustration was I want her in-ring ability to match her ability as a heel. So that's where my argument, I don't have anything against Carmella, go and get your money, girl, go and be champion, go do whatever. It's just that I would like her to be just a little bit better. But you make good points that maybe this is on purpose to a degree. That's just what I was actually going to interject by saying right now is, is, do you think that if given the opportunity, Carmella couldn't put on 
a, a, an impressive match? I have to say that I don't know the answer to that. Because I honestly believe that if given the opportunity, she could. Yeah. I just think that it's not what's being asked of her. You know, yeah. there's, there's so okay. much emphasis that's always put on, you know, because of Dave Meltzer and, and because of, you know, Wade Keller and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's so much uh, importance put on, you know, match ratings and right. star ratings or pancake ratings, as we'll get to later <laughs> with the New Day. Um, but I think also a lot of people forget that. Not every match is supposed to be a five-star match or six or seven stars right. or whatever. You know, and so I, I don't think the role that they want her to play is someone who's putting on these epic matches. Mm-hmm. I think that the role they want her to play is what we're seeing on TV. And that if given the opportunity, let's say she turned face or let's say they had a character tweak. I honestly believe that Carmella does have it in her to put on a, a, a solid match. Okay, I, look, I, I respect that you feel that way. I, I, when I watch her matches, she blows simple spots, and that bothers me. That, that leaves me with concern. And even in this match, when uh, she did the Hurricane Rana, it was like every effort in her, uh, in her ability to do a, that Hurricane Rana that like, Lita can do in her sleep. And, you, and, and Charlotte had to sell it. Charlotte had to throw herself into that side of the thing. But I will say one last thing. Um, Charlotte doing the flip... <laughs> That was terrible. That like was, she, was, that that was, was what I was going to interrupt you saying. Yeah. I'm saying. It's not fair to, to say that Carmella isn't great in the ring and then talk about Charlotte when Charlotte never lands the moonsault. She never lands she the moonsault. She never lands the moonsault. And there was that – I saw – because I, I, I think I was cooking or I was like looking at my phone for a second. So I only saw the gif on Twitter afterwards yeah. when she went to do like the cross body last night yes. outside of the ring and Carmella was nowhere near there. And so yeah. they had to kind of like play off of it. Um, so, you know, everyone has their mistakes. Everyone okay. has some. I really believe, though, that that Carmella is, a, is money, as she okay. says. She is money. Yeah. There's no doubt about and, it. And in the ring, if given the opportunity. I just think that, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, and Enzo and Big Cass, where are you now? She's standing tall. Exactly. So you got to give her props for that. Uh, all right, as you mentioned, Charlotte did return uh, at the end of this segment to save uh, Becky as she was getting beat up. Uh, so, And then they, you know, they had a conversation. Charlotte now will fight later on in the program. To for for a spot at, in the championship match now against Carmella. If she beats Carmella, she's in the triple threat match. She's in a triple threat match in essence at SummerSlam. You know what's weird is is that Charlotte has really you know since being called up. Yeah, we've never really had like a long stretch of time that I can think of where she wasn't on TV. Yeah, until recently where she had this you know the implant the thing that mm-hmm. she was dealing with. Um, yeah, it was nice to have her back. I, I agree. She she just. There's just she's the best of the best, and and you know that she's a natural athlete, and she's you know she's emotional in the ring because she loves doing it. There's so much involved being a flair, totally. You know, and so you see that all through her matches, and you see how much care and effect. Even in the match when you're watching against Carmella later, she she pushes the referee aside, goes move, like <laughs> she's dictating what's going on in there. So you you know that she she she's essential to the women's division, and I don't think it's as strong without her in it. Yeah, she really has become a pillar of the division. Yeah. Especially on SmackDown Live, you know, and I know that Becky in her absence was kind of getting getting yeah, pushed get back pushed, out there, yeah. and people were happy about it. But um, I, I like that Charlotte's now interjected back into things yeah. because I agree with you that you know I didn't notice it while she was gone, but once she came back, I was like, you know, the division was kind of missing something without her. She yeah. has kind of become like this. This, you know, she's one of the top, you know, one of the top girls and the top women in the company. Absolutely. And, and uh, speaking, speaking of top anything, I have to say that this Usos match versus the bar was my favorite match of the night. The Usos have really turned me around. I hated them. Really? I, thought, I thought when they started, they were just so, such easy plastic faces that I didn't think, I didn't think they had to work as hard. 
And I think the best thing that could have happened to them was that people kind of turned on them a little, a little bit and they turned heel and then they kind of, now they're kind of tweeners like The Rock was and they're good at it now. Now they're free, they have freedom. There are just some wrestlers that are, that can be, that can really come to the front and really like get your attention when they are allowed to kind of spread their wings a little bit. And I think you see this with the Usos and their in-ring uh, chemistry has been fantastic as well. Well, I'm a big Total Divas fan, uh, admittedly. There you go. And, you know, when Naomi and uh, Jimmy Uso were first kind of starting to be, uh, you know, main oh, cast yeah, members item. on yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. Uh, but just when their relationship was being featured more, and you saw his charisma. Yeah. And even, you know, Jay, when they, he was on there for an episode, you know, he's been on there before as well. I remember thinking to myself, like, these guys are being wasted in the role they are in. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I always thought they were talented in the ring, but I, I just always felt like they're really, they, these guys as themselves, could be way more popular. Yeah. And so when they made the switch, I was I loved it. Mm-hmm. And and now they're really starting to get their groove like, yeah. you know, just in the past few months like it, it was entertaining before, but to me, they've really started to get in the groove of this character and 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 feel like themselves. I mean, even the promo they did backstage yeah. this week it was great. Was awesome. Yeah. You know, they were quoting the rock or yeah. whatever and then they were hell. and and you know, I'm someone that, you know, the reason I like NXT so much is as a producer when I watch Raw I feel like it's kind of lazy sometimes when, or SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown, I feel like it's a little lazy when every single backstage thing happens in the same two locations. You yeah. know, there's the interview zone, there's the office, and it's kind of like maybe a few hallway segments here and there. But, you know, one of the things I like about NXT is that they try so hard to differentiate all oh, the backstage yeah. segments. They have the reporters that are interviewing people. Mm-hmm. They have cool things like Velveteen Dream's whole CGI stuff. They have the NWO-style Undisputed Era. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like the 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 attempt to to make things feel different you know when i first got the wwe network and wccw was on there and people used to always talk about wccw and, <laughs> and you know you know all that so i went and watched it and one of the things i really liked about it was they had cool like you know promos where guys are hunting and they're yeah. like sitting there in the hunting yeah. you know out in the woods doing promos or out in a bar like drinking and i was like these are badass, and I feel the exact same way about the this cool like dark hallway walk where they're like walking down all like tough guys I, I think it's incredibly uh, – it's just different. It's, it's different than what you see in other promos yeah. out there, and it really helps get their character across. Ryan, you're absolutely right. And that, those were the promos that I grew up on. You, they were shooting them out in churches, out in the fields, Mr. hunting. Perfect. Yeah, all these different places. That's, that's what, one of the last ones that I really enjoyed was that uh, Booker T and Stone Cold in the grocery store. Those are the things that you liked. We used to do. We used to enjoy watching growing up. Like so, the APA. When the APA had right. their bar thing, they would always do. Exactly. Those, I love that stuff. But now the WWE is so big, they, they, those places – charge super amount of money just to have so shoot true. a segment. So it's not as easy for them to do it. Uh, but back to this, like, I, I enjoyed their backstage promo as well, you know, walking through the pipes or whatever and all that shit, like, underneath the stadium, which was great. Uh, but then I think, and if and I hope the WWE brass were watching this match closely because the audience was with the Usos. They were not with the bar. Mm-mm. And not because the bar heel face, whatever. No, they were enjoying the Usos, man. When they were doing that uh, N64, they were going to do the N64 double dive onto the... I was, like, super excited to see that. And it was great to have uh, Cesaro come in and do his uh, uppercut, which is br- so. It was great to get the bar back in the ring because they hadn't been in the ring in a while, and then and they're on SmackDown, and they're on SmackDown, really. exactly right. And good to see the Usos going back and forth. Yeah, I thought, yeah, you know, I have this thing with Sheamus where I for you know when he goes away for a while. Yeah, I forget that I kind of got over him, and then so when he comes back, I'm like, yeah, Sheamus is back. I'm excited about this, and then like three weeks pass, and I'm like. Oh yeah, okay. Sheamus is still here again, you know. So, so I, I was excited to have the bar back. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, I missed 
I, I actually did feel like, similar to Charlotte, I missed them a little bit. Yeah. I do feel that I'll get over it quickly and I'll want Cesaro to go solo because I really think there's still money there. Um, but yes, and like you said, this match was great. Yeah. This match was killer, especially because there were so few matches yes. on this episode of the show. Um, I thought it was great to showcase these guys in the way they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bar... They were rested. They were ready to go. Um, and like you said, you know, I, you know, a few, you know, when they when they first kind of gave the Usos this new gimmick and let them be more of themselves, they tried to make them heal. Yeah. And this has been one of those scenarios where they the the audience really turned that one away. Like, yeah. no, we like now we like them. Yeah, exactly. This is this is how we want to cheer for them. So right. I'm glad that they're catching on as baby faces in this role because it really fits everyone well. Absolutely. Uh, when the match was over, the bar get confronted by New Day, who had been sitting there <laughs> on the side, like had been calling the match on their own. I think my favorite was the shot of them all getting excited as they're watching the match, throwing stuff and they're all like, oh my god, this is the greatest of the greatest. They're just such masters at this and it's really incredible and I cannot say this enough, how rare this is to have three black wrestlers come in, take control of their gimmick and get over on the audience because not a lot, a lot of black wrestlers they get handed a lot of crazy gimmicks. Remember this was a gospel gimmick yeah. initially so like, and they do something and not a lot of them get a chance to kind of work the gimmick out and have the audience go along with them and they really did they just have these guys xavier kofi and biggie just have three distinct personalities and they so work and they can turn on the menace as you saw at the end of this match when they need to they're fun they're playful but when they need to turn on the menace they all came around the table slowly they all got in the ring slowly and were good all up in the face of the bar and i love that they're like our, our our boobs might be out in weird ways <laughs> in the clothes that we're wearing but we will kick your ass yeah, you know exactly. so yeah no and i'm with you totally you know i i, I I'm, I was almost bummed that we didn't get to hear the full commentary yeah, from me New too. Day. Because every time they cut back, you could tell they were in the middle of a sentence. So it's not like they weren't talking the whole time. And my favorite line was they talked about this match is uh, five pancakes yeah, or five whatever. Pancakes. This match five pancakes. That was the best. I mean, the, yeah. And, and even Kobe wearing like the Stevie Richards half shirt was so funny. And, and uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I honestly, I could listen to, like, they should. They should do a fun thing on the network where oh, they, the New Day does old com- commentary over old uh, stuff genius. or something like that. That is genius. I'd watch it. I would absolutely yeah. watch that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right, let's move on to Samoa Joe. Has the, so, so anyway, so that's what it's going to be. It's going to be New Day versus The Bar. That's, I think it's happening next week. I believe so, yes. Yeah, so that's going to be, we'll see how that's going to lead into SummerSlam. Then we cut to a Samoa, Samoa Joe. He did, he did a promo uh, about AJ Styles. Just standard stuff, I thought, pretty much. Menacing. Well, I will you talk about it, right? Well, so I will say, this is actually one of the ones... That I was talking about where I like they injected some storyline into okay. it. Because I think that with Nakamura and AJ Styles, they played so much off of the dream match mm-hmm. thing. And they did it for six months or whatever the, whatever yes. it was. Like where it was no longer the dream match. It was like the match we didn't want to see anymore. <laughs> like so they're like, oh, you begged for it. We're going to give it to you a hundred times. And so, you know, and I never, until Nakamura turned heel. Yeah. I never felt like there was a real storyline attached to mm-hmm. it. I felt like they were really just playing off. These guys are two great wrestlers. You're going to enjoy what you see. And right. knock, or sorry, uh, uh, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles is a similar, to me, more of a dream match or something that I wanted to see in WWE because I loved their work in TNA so much back in the day. And so I thought they were going to go the same route. I thought they were going to go with, you know, this is going to be a good match, so we don't need to necessarily inject any story into right, it. And right. so I liked... Samoa Joe talking about AJ Styles' family. Yeah. Because that was that was intense. You know, you know that like there are certain rules in wrestling, you know, that like when someone in, starts messing with someone's family. In life. In life. Yeah, yeah in life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. Good point. And when you start bringing in, like, when you start talking about someone's wife and his kids yeah. and how 
you know, they want you to lose because you're never home and all that kind of stuff. That's where she gets deep in wrestling, you know, and obviously those two are so close with each yeah. other that, like, I don't think there's any, you know, no one thinks that there, you know, there's any ill will for real to them. But but because of that, I like that it, it, it makes it a little more of a blood feud. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily see, like, a like a like a angry side of yeah. AJ Styles a lot. We kind of see the same AJ Styles character a lot. And I feel like someone talking about his kids might bring out a new vicious side of AJ oh, yeah. Styles that I would like to see. Yeah, he's usually the underdog. Even though he's the, the face that runs the place, he's usually the underdog and portray, he's portrayed that way. And yeah, this is great because he took AJ's promo from last week and he completely manipulated it in such a perfect way that worked. And you could and, and, and as, an, as a wrestling fan, you could admire yeah. that they turned these things around and made these real positive things into these negative things. And so brilliant. Like, your, fa- your family is going to be cheering for me. Because <laughs> totally. they want you at home. They want you at home. <laughs> it's want- just genius. Yeah. I, I respect your dedication to the craft to ignore your family. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I I love that, and uh, but but Joe looked real sweaty the whole time he was. Talking. Yeah, yeah, I know. Was, I don't know what was, that's all about. I, I wasn't sure if it was sweat or like water he poured on his face, but I remember thinking like, man, talking about AJ Styles' family makes Smother Joe real sweaty. <laughs> like he's not wrestling right now, but he is drenched. He is sweaty Joe. He's a sweaty Joe in that one. All right, we went to a Jeff Hardy promo. I like the new shirt. I'm kind of interested in the new shirt, and he's putting on the you know all the face paint, and everything like that. Uh, then he comes out. Uh, he's gonna. He calls out Randy Orton. He says, "You know, which you know, Jeff's never had the strongest bass in his voice, so it wasn't that intimidating to have no. him call out Randy." Uh, but then Nakamura, Randy comes. To, I think, no, uh, yeah, Randy comes out, and then Nakamura hits him from behind, and then Randy gets in Nakamura's face, which is weird. It was weird. And then, and then Nakamura does a Kinshasa, and then, and then uh, uh, Orton takes care of of Jeff Hardy, and essentially as. Uh, the commentators are telling us erasing his identity, You're taking his necklace, and you know, taking the face paint off his face. You know, can we talk about the fact that it's Jeff a- Hardy sold? someone washing his face like he was being waterboarded. <laughs> like, Randy Orton was. wasn't, like, hurting him. He was pouring yeah. water on his right. face and then taking a rag and washing his face. And Jeff oh. was in there like... <laughs> like, he was, like it, was, it was, like, the most painful thing ever. And I was like, you know what? I love this. This is one of those things where I know it's yeah. corny. It I is. know it's cheesy. <laughs> but these are the moments in wrestling that I love where it's just, like, so over the top that you literally... You pour water on your friend's <laughs> face and they're not going to react that way except for maybe it's too cold or something. Something like that, but he was selling it like it was painful. I loved yeah. it. I loved that. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I like, he, he ripped the necklace off. Ah, <laughs> not the necklace. <laughs> it reminded me of like that that, <laughs> that gift that went viral. Not viral. But that was I saw a bunch on Twitter recently where uh, it was back in the day when Vince was on the the Titantron and Triple H threw the sledgehammer through the Titantron and Vince on the Titantron <laughs> screen reacted as if he was going to be hit by a sledgehammer, which couldn't have happened. Uh, so it, it reminded me of, of that. <laughs> <laughs> do you, well, let's do, let's stop for a second about. It. Do you like what's happening here with Orton? And do you think this is and and Hardy? Do you think this is and Nakamura? Like, what is this leading up to a triple threat match? What is this all leading up to? Is okay. this just to give some, Orton something to do? It's some. It gives. It, 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 yeah, that's what everyone it feels like. I mean, look. I'll be honest. I liked last week's whole anti legend killer thing right. because I, my favorite Randy Orton was the legend killer. Oh yeah. And since then, I, it was that whole era of him versus John Cena on Raw yeah. every week that just made me like not care about Randy Orton. Yep. And and as much as they try, as much as I try, I just and all the pieces are there. He's good. He's he's slick in the ring. He's yeah. uh, he's, he's he's great. I just don't care for some reason. Like I don't know what it is. The heel face. Like I don't know what they could do to make me care about it. And they probably don't care if I care about it, to be honest with you. But like <laughs> because there are people that do care about it. But I just anything he does is like 
it just doesn't interest me anymore, yeah. you know? And so, I, you know, Jeff Hardy is someone I like. Nakamura is someone I like. But when they get paired with Randy Orton, it just feels like this, this, this just like it's the, the life gets sucked out of things sometimes when yeah. he's involved. Because you know that Vince like, you know, they care about the Randy Orton brand so much yeah. that that's what's more important. So I, I, I'm worried that this is going to end with uh, Randy Orton as U.S. champion. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't need that. And I guess because, you know. I, I, because he, he's not in the world title scene, they want to give him something. But I just, I just, I just don't think necessarily like he's going to have like a Dolph Ziggler like mm. money left in him. That's just me. I don't know. I think there's still money in Dolph. I don't think there's money in Randy Orton anymore. I, I think you make great points, right? And the, the person I'm worried about most in all of this is Shinsuke. Like, why are we wasting Shinsuke with something? He is not going to bring his A game in wrestling matches against these guys. Like, maybe against Hardy in one match, but like when you throw Orton in, it throws the rhythm of a match off and between two high flyers like Shinsuke and like uh, Hardy. So you got this going down, and then you have Randy. Randy just kind of pours water on the whole situation. I agree. And the thing is, the 16 years, I get it was a good promo. All of the, him pulling the earring, all of that was great, but. In the end, you're still dealing with Randy Orton. And Randy, <laughs> exactly, Randy, yeah. and Randy Orton, for me, as much as I've admired his stuff that he's done in the ring, he also has a lot of like out-of-the-ring stuff that's real questionable that it bothers you that you've heard about behind the scenes. So he's not an easy guy to cheer for either way. And when he plays, the, and when he was doing the heel, he was like goading the crowd to cheer for him, which is a little like, you don't do that. You don't need to do that. If you're a good heel, you don't have to beg him to hate you or boo you. You just do it naturally. And so that bothered me a lot as well. So all around, I don't know what his contribution is going to be to this feud. And if he ends up the U.S. champion, it's really going to suck because it's another way to beat down Shinsuke even more. And if I was Shinsuke with my contract coming up, which I read about that it's coming up. I would get the f out of here. I would go like, you know what? If you're not gonna let me have the strap, I'm out. I'm gonna go to NJPW. You know, I'm gonna go to someplace else. It doesn't make sense. If it's I were wasted. him at his age, I'd stay. I, you I, would? Agree, I, I agree with you in that sense of like he's maybe not getting the push deserved, but like the money. I mean, I he's making good money, and he if he goes back to and, and New Japan. That dude's got to knee people in the head again all the time. He's got to take knees to the head. He's got to take true. elbows to the That's face. True. And here he's like wrestling, you know, no way Jose or whatever. You know, he's not right. he's not necessarily having to, you know, do the strong style that mm-hmm. he was known for. So he maybe gets maybe to add happy. a little bit of time to his, yeah. you know, he adds some uh, you know, money to his pocket. He yeah. adds uh, years to his career. So maybe he might not necessarily care as much, but you know, kind of like you alluded to when we started talking about this, you know, this whole feud just feels like the feud where they don't know what to do with these guys yeah. right now, so they just kind of said like, "Nah, fuck it, we'll just have them all do something." Yeah, together. we'll put them all together. We'll put them all together. We, they have to. We have to give them something to do. Man, we gotta give Randy something to do at right. SummerSlam. We gotta give Jeff something to do at SummerSlam. Yeah. We should just Phantom create something out of blue and create some kind of strife between because them. It, isn't there. Because it didn't make sense when when Nakamura came in yeah. and then Randy like gave him permission to do the Kinshasa. and then like, confronted him like, yeah. "Damn, none of it makes sense." Yeah, none of it made sense at all. Yeah. It didn't track for yeah. me. It, yeah, I get it. He's wild. I get it. Okay, whoa. All right, let's go, Becky. All right, let's move on, Becky. Becky Lynch is back there. Doesn't seem quite thrilled that Charlotte is getting shot at Carmella. Says she's never going to cheer against her best friend, which is a little weird. So there's, there's, there was a groundwork being laid here. And yeah. it's smartly being laid because we don't know which way this is going to go. We don't know if they're going to end up embracing at the end of the, of the triple threat match, was going, which we'll find out later ha- is going to happen. Or if, if one of them is going to throw a heel turn. We don't know. But I like that Becky seems kind of hard done by the whole situation. It really gets the fans behind her. This was the other storyline that I liked. They mm-hmm. that they kind of injected something into because yeah. I felt like Becky versus Carmella would have been an afterthought if they were just kind of going oh yeah straight up between the just two of them. them right you know and uh, and we're gonna get into the Charlotte stuff but you know just kind of teasing some dissension between the two of them after 
they've played up them being best friends for so you know the past you know few months or whatever. Uh, I, I enjoyed it because Becky is like we were saying she's she's also a good actress. Yeah. She, she's oh, really yeah. she's entertaining. She's got great charisma. Um, and to kind of like see the wheels turning a little bit of like. Like, you know, why can't fucking Charlotte gets everything? Yeah. You know, why is Charlotte come back for one day? Yeah, why does she get to be even a, a, a shot at the title? One day? One, one day, yeah. Like, all she did was come help me. I came to help people all the time, and I didn't right. get title shots because of it. And so I like you saw the wheels start turning there. You know, I would like a Becky Hill turn. I feel like Ooh, as, much as, really? as much as Becky has been a great face, yeah. they're not necessarily putting uh, – the, the push behind her, you know? Yeah. And I do think that, you know, a heel, you know, Charlotte winning the title, Becky turning on her, and those two feuding for a good little bit, that's, a, to me, those two wrestling against each other at Evolution yeah. is a more entertaining match than, I guess, Charlotte versus Carmella yeah, or something like that. So um, I think there's more legs to that, and I, I could see them going that way. Yeah, and here I see it going kind of different. I see it that Charlotte is the heel turn after Becky wins the title. Ooh. And that Charlotte gets pissed Ooh. because she's mad that uh, Carmella took the title from her. She's mad that she had to go away for a bit. And here's Becky coming in. And so her jealousy, her frustration, her anger turns her into heel. And Charlotte heel is the best heel. Charlotte heel is the best heel. She cuts I, better promos when she's a heel. Yeah, I don't like... I, I, not that I don't like. I like Charlotte as a face. But no, sure. Yes, but she's much better as a heel. I mean, yeah. she she plays the cocky role. Oh. Even though that's really not who she is. No, at all. That's what's Whatsoever. Yeah. She plays that role really well. She fits into the flair cocky role perfectly. And and I do like her. But I just yeah. think... The only reason I would, I would like the Becky heel turn more is strictly because... I want to see her get more TV yeah. time, and I feel like. Do you think she could carry the heel role? Do you think she could do what needs to be done and and really like do those promos? That's what I'm concerned about because Becky, at times, her promos aren't necessarily the best, but like they're they're good enough. And so, would she be able to do good heel promos? Like Carmella does great heel promos. She does, right? Would yeah. you would you have that? She does. I'm trying to think of who other who else is like the heel in the heels uh, in the women's department. There's there's the Iconics. Yeah. There's. Uh, <laughs> the there's Carmella, or yeah. There's yeah. Car- is there any other heels on SmackDown? Well, aren't, uh, aren't uh, Mandy and uh, and they're uh, on Raw, right? No, no, they're on SmackDown. Aren't Mandy? And- oh yeah, yeah, they're on. They're on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they're heel. I guess that is kind of heel heavy. Sonya Deville, right? She sorry. would be kind of lost in the shuffle of all those people. A little bit, especially because Carmella is kind of the the alpha dog now in the heel division. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll go with your plan. I just want to, because... I'll go with your plan. Well, I'm not like trying to convince plan. you. I'm just... No, no, no. I, it I, could go Becky. I'm I, just saying. I ingested it. I thought about it. <laughs> I, I'm, going with, I'm going with you instead. I think that you're right. I think that we still... There's still... There's still time left in Becky Lynch, and there's still money left in her being a face. Good yeah, I, I think they could push it, and that she could sell merch. I think Becky can sell merch. Good so point. We'll and also, with, if, she's a, if, she's, if she's a heel, we don't get all the funny, like, quinoa puns yeah. and all the, like, her cool Instagram stories that she always does and stuff. So, yeah, Dude, good point. All right. Her Instagram stories are incredible. They're so funny. They've gone to next level. <laughs> They're really, I'm, like, impressed every time I see them. They, <laughs> really and am. they get better every week. You're like, man, she's really putting thought into yeah. these. Yeah, like, the pictures that are just in between the action shots, I'm like, where'd you think to put those together? Like, you're so smart in this. <laughs> totally. I want to know who's helping you. She has to. 
that's what I was going to say. Yeah. They can't be her at this no, point. No, 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 they, no. they have to be a producer that's like yeah, sitting there helping her. That likes her and yeah. wants to help her. Totally. And, this, you know, and they got to go ahead and do it. Uh, so, and now we'll move on to someone else I like. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega taking on Lana. Zelina wins this one with interference from Aiden English again. And, of course, Sienna Amos coming out. Sienna, listen, I, you know, uh, Lana's doing the best she can with her push. She does the whole dancing thing. I get it. Zelina coming out in that kind of Mexican crowd. That was It was an Aaliyah. Awesome. It was like Aaliyah from, yeah. uh, what's that movie? Yeah. Uh, the oh, vampire movie. Oh, the Battle Angel movie? Wait. She was, that's what she was supposed to be looking like. Yeah. What was that movie Aaliyah was in? The singer Aaliyah, where she was a vampire? You're a movie trivia guy. I don't know if Aaliyah. Aaliyah? The, Aaliyah the singer, not the wrestler. Oh. Aaliyah the singer, remember? Oh, um, yes. Uh, Dracula uh, 2000 or something mm, like that? Hold on, I'm pulling up right now. I bet you okay. I show you the picture, you're going to get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, oh, damn, the damn something. Queen of the damn. Queen of the, that's yeah. it. See, that it's always it. there. See, that's why you're the you're trivia right. guy. You're right, man. Check oh. him out on Schmodown. <laughs> Nice. Doing my own outlaw heel face. Who knows? <laughs> but no, but Zelina, I, I love the yeah, game. That, that's that one, right? Yeah. Yep. You know the damn, that's her. But uh, Zelina getting her shot here was great. I, I mean, Lana's a good one to give, like, kind of, you know, kind of uh, get her into the rhythm of doing something on SmackDown now. You give her Lana a good match. And of course, push storylines for the Lana, Rusev, Aiden, who knows what's going to happen there. But Zelina gets a good match out of here. And look, she's a good wrestler, man. I loved her all through, from TNA on. I've Rosita. enjoyed her. Yeah, Rosita. So I, I was, it was nice to see her get a match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I also, same thing. Yeah. Like, I was a big, I've always been a big fan of hers. And, you know, when she was in NXT, we didn't really get a lot of her wrestling. Right. So I like that we're, early on, we're to know that she mm-hmm. also wrestles, you yeah. know, and I, I think that's a good, uh, a good dynamic for their team. So it's not yeah. necessarily like she's a manager, she's also a wrestler. Um, I, you know, Lana, I, you gotta get, like, I know if you want to hate on Lana, <laughs> but you gotta give her respect for trying and giving, like, she gives her all when she's out there. She I does. Mean, she did a spin a for God's sake. She like, she's like, like, I get that, that all the pieces aren't necessarily there yet. You know, they're, 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 she's putting them together still and they, they haven't perfectly all clicked together, but mm-hmm. she is going out there and she's giving her all. I mean, there was a time when they weren't going to give her a chance to wrestle at all, you yeah. know, and the fact that she has been so persistent and, and, you know, now she's giving, you know, small opportunities here and there, and she's being, um, you know, a more prominent part of this Rusev Day stuff and this whole storyline. I got to give props to her. Yeah. I got to give props to Lana. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I wasn't always the biggest fan of her, her in-ring work, but like Corey Graves, she's improved. Says she's improving every week, and you do that. You see her adding more. Uh, tools to her arsenal, and that's all you want from a wrestler. You want a wrestler to understand what their weaker points are, work on them, and then try new things. You know, when, when people were bashing Cena about five moves, Cena, he started throwing in the, uh, the, the, the leg drop from the top rope or whatever. Like, Even like the, the, the stunner, like the springboard stunner. Yeah, springboard he stunner. Doing, yeah, those yeah. Kinds of, he tried to do these kinds of things, and so you like that. And with Lana, I think she's coming along, and she's going to be fine, and she's actually, a, you know, obviously an incredible dancer, uh, so she has the athletic ability to do these kind of things. Can she get to Alexa Bliss level? I don't think so. I I think you have to have way more uh, in-ring ability than what she has at this point. But who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But either way, the, she pushes the storylines in a good way. And she's lo- mad. She's mad. And I love her theme song. Oh, yeah. Lana's theme song is great. It's my ringtone. I don't care. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Answer me this, Ryan. Where the F did the accent go? When did we make this decision? Did, yeah. just, did it just happen? And fans were like, finally, good. Let's move on. Well, and it's weird because it's, no one highlighted it. Well, the thing is, is, is it's very like, uh, like uh, uh, what's his face from, from the room? It's very much like where it switches <laughs> in and out. Like you're really not sure because like one second it's there, one yeah. second it's not. And like, so yeah, it's weird, you know, because it, it changes every week. Sometimes she like, some words have an accent, yeah. but then not all of them. And then like another promo is just totally Valley Girl, mm-hmm. Lana status. Yeah. So. Um, 
You know, I, I, it's, 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 I'm on the fence of it because, because I watch Total Divas, right. there's no accent when she does it on Total Divas, so I'm used to her normal voice. Okay. But then when you watch on the show, you're like, but Lana has a, like, a, like she's got an accent. She's supposed so, to have an accent. Yeah, so, and it's not like Kofi Kingston where it got dropped and they kind of made a joke about it. Yeah. It was like, she just stopped doing it one day and no mention was made of this. Yeah. Like, no, no, no one was like, like, they could have easily been like, she could say like, one second, like, Rusev could have been like, oh, how are your dialect classes going? Right. And boom, done. Right. She's taking dialect classes. That's why it's slowly going away. Yeah, it was but, a little it's, weird. It's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. Because when she was backstage, where were you? I'm like, and I rewound it. I was like, what? Because last week I thought it was kind of gone. And I, was, I wasn't sure. And then this week, I was like, oh, this is totally gone. <laughs> what is happening here? Because she just cut a promo like a month ago where she was doing the accent. So it confused me that they've, they've killed it. Uh, and, and maybe they, and they should. Because it's like, let's move on. Like we, she's established now. We don't need the accent. We understand yeah, their anymore, relationship. Either. Right. So what do you think is going to happen here? With what do you think is the end result here? Does she run off with Aiden English? Does she turn on Rusev? Does Rusev turn on Aiden? Does Aiden turn on them both? Like, what's the situation here? I Aiden's like- hand, he, like, he's holding on, like, by the thing yeah, of his fingers. Please, please help me. Let me stay involved Let the last Bond villain stay, please. <laughs> I think, I think that Vince has never wanted Rusev to be getting the face reactions that he's getting. I think that you know he was the heel, and in Vince's mind, even though they're technically, in my opinion, they're not cheering for Aiden English. They're cheering for Rusev, of course. And but but when they added Aiden English to Rusev's act. I know for a fact it was an afterthought. It was literally like, what are we doing? This? Let's just, whatever. Let's put them in a tag team. I remember. It really? was like, it was the most afterthought ever. Like, yeah, I guess like just having this thing. We, they sang the thing once, like whatever. And they kind of like had him do it. And then it started to get over. Wow. So then they started doing it. And, and I honestly believe that in Vince's mind that getting rid of Aiden English could get Rusev back to the heel level that he wants him oh, at. Interesting. That, like that that this whole thing is making him too jokey of a character and he likes the you know, Vince likes the the, the beasts, tough foreign yeah. heel, you know, yeah. and so um I could see Aiden English get you know the breakup happening and that Rusev like beats the crap out of Aiden English that you know and talks bad about Rusev Day. So like Rusev Day isn't it's Rusev. It's just me. It's wow. not Rusev Day. There's no day. It's all about me. Like me and Lana, we crush. You know, and like I could see that to try and like put a damper on all these like face reactions he's right. been getting because I just that's how I see. Although at the same time, you think from a merchandise standpoint. The, the people are starting to buy oh, the yeah. Rusev Day stuff. It, the Rusev Day thing is getting over. So um, I don't know. I hope I, I hope they don't go away from that. But it, that's what it seems to be what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting uh, game they're playing. And I wonder how much Aiden English knows his fate at he this probably point. Probably doesn't. Right. That's what I'm saying. No <laughs> chance does he know. <laughs> we get. You can just go out and do this. Yeah, yeah. But does this mean we don't know? <laughs> Here's the sheet. Do what's on there, and we'll tell you later. We'll, we'll tell you next week what, what you're going to do then. Who do you think you are, Cena? Uh, so, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. And, and you know, it could be interesting because obviously it seems like they're setting up that Aiden's going to mess shit up at SummerSlam, and so uh, Rusev will lose or whatever match is going to be. And then he may turn on him, and then we'll get the return of the Lana accent. And she will – oh, yeah. that I, could be it, right? I could be cool with that too. Their I heel, could be cool with that too. This is better heels with them this way because they were great as heels. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. 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 All right, so then we have uh, we move on to Daniel Bryan. They had a whole segment. Oh man, this is getting too real. Honestly, <laughs> it is a little having done Schmodown promos myself and having tasted it when it's real between like real animosity between the competitors that I've had a couple of times. Like the promos. Is there can, like that with some of you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize Listen, that. Let's get everything straight about the Schmodown right here. 
It's people, people, when they first walked into the Schmodown, there are certain people who made fun of the intensity that some competitors have. Then what's funny is you watch that, that those people who made fun a year later, and they're just as intense, if not more so. They get stomach aches. They freak out. They got to go on walks for days. Like, this is the stuff. And I understand it. That's why every, when everyone re- has a meltdown after they lose in a schmodown or, like, completely gets, like, heartbroken, I understand. I've been there. I pioneered that trail, son. So I know what it's like to lose when you could have had it all. And also, I always try to reach out to them and talk to them because I get it. But then... Some people come in and they think they know it all and they swagger and they talk their crap and they get in that ring and they blow it. And that I, 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 I enjoy nothing more than someone who insults the game, thinks the questions are too easy, walks into a match and gets smoked. I enjoy nothing more because I'm like, you don't respect the game. If you don't respect the game, the game is not going to respect you. That's why, I've been, that's why I've been listening and catching up to the old ones yeah. to prepare myself. So oh, I'm you're like, going to come in. Oh, I, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm easing my way into it by listening to the old ones to see how many I get right. Oh, good call. So that I'm like, Smart. well, to see if I'm like actually – and it's weird because some shows – I'll get a ton of them right, yeah. and then some shows I get none of them right. So yeah. it's like it's this real hit and miss. And I'm like, oh, am I going to get all the questions I don't know and look stupid <laughs> when I go in there? So I like I just listened to the one that you and Jeff did because I was like, oh, I'm oh, in the office Snyder, with those guys. Yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, we had a good time battling back and forth. Yeah, he's one. He's one, Jeff knows how to get under my skin. I love <laughs> Jeff to pieces. We worked together. He's he gave me my first uh, shot at writing stuff on the tracking board. But like when we when we would, when we go against each other, oh, it's nasty. It's <laughs> yeah. nasty. Yeah, it was great. That's why I loved the episode. It's, I was like, oh, these are the two guys I work. With. That's perfect. It's pride, man. It's pride. But uh, but I, I I respect how you're approaching because that that's why you're great at doing this stuff with wrestling, man. Because you respect wrestling, you understand. You respect the wrestlers that take their time to understand the craft they're doing. You are watching these shows. You're not just walking in cold, thinking, "Oh, I know a lot." You, you're watching these shows to get yourself prepped, and that says volumes about you, man. Invasion. Yeah. That's oh, invasion's gonna happen, you know. The wrestling shit. sheet invasion's gonna happen. Oh, that much. My co-hosts on, on wrestling sheet radio, Jamie and Eli. They are pretty good when it comes to trivia. Really? To where I would probably have to be a manager in the situation because those two guys, they smoke me when it comes to trivia. So So you're saying there's two outsiders coming in to this to compete. Is that what you're trying to say? Hey yo! Uh, Survey okay. says I forgot that not everyone can see me on the audio. So, so the video guys saw that I was doing my best Scott Hall there. there but yeah, survey says wrestling sheets coming to Schmodown. <laughs> Score one for the good guys. Uh, all right, so Daniel Bryan and yeah, this promo got real. This is unsettling. It got intense. I mean, I you know I I didn't get to watch till I came into the office. I only yeah. saw the picture on Twitter that that we had tweeted from the site account of all the babies on yeah. the screen, and I was like, I don't know what that is. But I'm into it, and yeah. I want to watch it. And and you know, I am of the belief that you know, Miz versus Daniel Bryan is the most money feud that that WWE has in its Absolutely. pocket right now. That when and now that they're pulling it out for SummerSlam, um, I, I'm excited about it. This promo was great. I do worry a little bit with the with the rumors that you know, obviously Daniel Bryan's contract is coming up soon. You know, right. he, he, it's, I believe it's up in September. Um, what is the rumors? And, and I don't know if he's. Re- I don't think he's resigned yet. So. The rumor, well, the, you know, the, it's, I guess not necessarily a rumor. The speculation is that he might not resign. You know, so you know them rushing into Daniel Bryan versus the Miz after they had kind of been holding off on yeah. doing it. I was wondering if they were going to hold it off to WrestleMania at this right. point. Now that they're pulling the trigger and doing it for SummerSlam, I'm wondering if they're getting this out of the way because he might not be resigning. Wow. I mean, I don't know that. I, I, don't, have any ins- that. I don't have any inside to okay. that. Or in- that's not like with inside info or anything like that. But, right. you know, you got to think like 
that was something that it seemed like they were maybe going to hold off yeah, to yeah, WrestleMania yeah. on because it's you know Dan Bryan's back for a little bit and they hadn't gotten to it yet. Um, so I mean, if this were his last feud in WWE, yeah. it would be a good exit for Daniel Bryan. Absolutely, and the and this is great. See, I thought they were doing it because they were blowing the cast fe- cast feud, and they who else were, whoever he fought after cast it was just a waste of time. Yeah. This filler stuff until they got to Miz, the, the Bludgeon Brothers, Bludgeon Brothers, right? That kind of that, stuff. You Ugh. literally we already forgot about it. That's it. Was so ridiculous. Like, I was sitting there yeah. trying to think about it. Like hmm. it was so useless. But so to have him facing the Miz this early, this is an interesting point you bring up. I, mean, I either I, think it's the beginning of a long program, or you're right. It may well, just be ending I, it. I'll be honest with you. That's what I initially thought. I was like, well, maybe this Miz gets the win here. Yeah. And then it travels, you know, this is something they do for the next few months until we get to WrestleMania again, and it's the culmination of it. Right. I had the same thought, but I did have a few sources float to me the idea that, like, you know, Daniel um, hasn't resigned yet. Interesting. And they're going to this money feud now. Like, yeah. are they going to this because they think he might be on the way out and they're going to yeah. get it done now? And listen, let's talk, let's talk turkey here. Miz is not 100% wrong. Some of the stuff he said in that he, he was being a heel. But him saying Daniel Bryan needs him because, look, it's not Daniel Bryan doing a reality show. It's not Daniel Bryan being the star in these uh, movies, the theatrical, the, these feature films that are coming up. It's not Daniel Bryan who's, like, remade himself and become the star of a brand like SmackDown. He was, he was essentially becoming the star on Raw, like Miz was. So Daniel Bryan, yes, he has the yes chance, but that's from another time, it feels like now. I mean, wrestling moves on quickly, man. So, like, to me, seeing this... I think he was shooting the digs correctly at Daniel. And then those babies, good God almighty, man. That was and, – and Daniel's back to the old stuff. And that's what Miz called him out on. He was like, say stuff about your wife. Get everybody here. You fight, lose, repeat. I'm so tired of this cycle. And you're just like, man, this is – he's just like called out his entire character. You're like, damn, dude. Why you got to call him out like that? Like, Why, why you got to put him on blast like know, that, Miz? You, you just poured water and took his face mask off. I mean, what the face paint off? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> You know how painful that is, Miz. That's like waterboarding status, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, though. Yeah, I, 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 I like – it's honestly Miz and Daniel Bryan, since day one, they've, they have been cool at, like, shooting from the hip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even from the old NXT days, like, when he was the pro for Daniel Bryan um, and was kind of like, you know, shooting on the indies a little bit and, you know, work shoot type stuff, but, you know – They've always done well playing off of that, yeah, yeah. and now that they're both these big superstars, I mean, I love it. I, I think it's, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Do, wh- where do you think this goes? I mean, it really depends on whether Miz, or no, I'm sorry, not Miz, whether Daniel Bryan okay. resigns. Okay. I really think that if Daniel Bryan resigns, okay, then it goes longer. But man, I could see. I, to be honest with you, I feel like they're going to give it to the Miz, regardless of what yeah, happens. You think, so you think the Miz, Miz will win this? One. Miz is winning SummerSlam, really? I think. Okay. Because regardless, I mean, let's say Daniel Bryan doesn't sign. Yeah, yeah. They're not having him beat him. Right, right. Vince never does that. No, only CM Punk, and that was because they they were further along in negotiations. Yeah. Then they let on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if he does resign, well, they're still not really probably going to have him win because then like the payoff is even better if they if they prolong it. I would imagine. Yeah. So you'd think. No matter what, Daniel Bryan's losing here. So, okay, so my logic is I think they, I think if he signs, then they have Daniel Bryan win. I think they have Daniel Bryan win and Miz get frustrated. And Miz become the one chasing Daniel Bryan, which is an interesting twist. That is a different dy- d- d- dynamic. To right? The, yeah. And you can drag it out. And then Bryan starts going, well, look, you're 
busy. You're distracted. You're not the champion you were before. So it starts to question, and then maybe you can have him and Maurice have these like arguments backstage or on, or on the set or whatever. Like there's a lot you can play with there if you go that route where Daniel Bryan starts to get under Miz's skin instead of vice versa. I, I, I see, don't know if it's possible, but it's certainly there. I want to see Daniel Bryan and Bree do their parody version of oh, Miz and Mrs. Holy crap. To like go off of the Total holy Bellas crap. parody thing because that would be funny. That would be genius. That would be so good. And you, I love to see Brie acting like she's Maurice and Daniel Bryan doing the whole same thing. You know that'd be oh, so good. Oh my God, that'd be genius. Yeah, they got to do it. Oh. Free idea for you, WWE. There you go. Walk the line of heel too. <laughs> All right, so the last match of the night was Charlotte versus Carmella, the champion Carmella. Charlotte won uh, and so she is added to the title match at SummerSlam. We've kind of talked Talked all around it. So what did you think of the match overall? And then what do you think about this, the fact that she's going to be in this triple threat? I mean, the match was what it was. It wasn't anything, like, you know, mind-blowing right, or right, anything right. like that. But, I, lo- I, you know, I like it. I like that Charlotte's in the match. I like that, um, you know, more of a focus is being put on the match of the yeah. three of them. Um, and, I, yeah, I think, like we were saying initially, you know, Charlotte – is the pillar of the women's division. She's been, she's been gone for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Carmella's been more focused on Asuka. Um, so it makes sense. It, it, you know, I wonder you know, what they're going to do with some of the other girls at this event. Yeah. So, but, but, but maybe they're maybe going to save some of them for Evolution stuff since right. Evolution is taking place um, not long after. So I don't know. I, we'll see. But I, I, I think it was a good choice to get Charlotte in there. Definitely adds much more intrigue to that match. Absolutely. That's what I agree with. I, and, and some people might have been upset that they added Charlotte because she just came back off of injury. But I think what you said is a great point, right? It's intrigue. Now we don't know what's going to happen, right? Because we, we had the idea that it's probably Carmella's going to win. Or if Becky Lynch wins, she might drop it again on Monday to Carmella. So it's certainly possible. But now you throw Charlotte in as an X factor. We don't know which way it's going to go. And this is the antithesis of Rand- throwing Randy Orton into the Shinsuke Jeff Hardy thing. Totally. Right? Yeah, Because totally. you throw Charlotte and you're like excited at what can happen. And with Randy, you're not that excited to see what's going to happen. So this is, I like this idea too. And I don't know what Ellsworth's going to, what his role is going to be. I don't know what Charlotte's going to pull out. I don't know if, when, and, and there might be hints of heel turns before they happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So there's a lot to play with here. And once again, Carmella could end up being the champion because those two take each other out. Exactly. Right? Yep, absolutely. And, Some and other way to keep the title. This There's definitely going to be shenanigans in this match. There's mm-hmm. no question here that something is going to happen to help further things going forward. And so, uh, yeah, much more much, much more intrigue added to the match now. Um, I'm excited for it. One of the things that I thought about recently was, wouldn't it be funny to have a, a, a heel like Carmella, like, start a relationship with a referee? So, like, a dating situation? <laughs> so that the ref is, like, conflicted? It was like, can, can, can he do his job? So can we call him the question in? Have they never done that no, I, don't, I don't feel like they've ever done that I before. Don't I don't so remember. I, not that rings – that's a great idea. And, and usually the, oh, the referees are old, so it would be weird. But there are some younger referees roaming around that you see. And the dude's in shape. Like you could believe it as, as a way for Carmella to keep the title. You know? Do you know what I'm saying? I like that idea. It's you a shit heel thing to and, do. And they've done, you know, because they've had, you know, what's his face? You know, they've had, uh, you know, Scott Armstrong was kind of like the, the corporate – Referee right. for a minute, right? Um, but yeah, we've never really had a referee that wanted to hook up with one of the wrestlers. That's what I'm saying. It could be something, <laughs> I, I, you know. Could, I like that. Well, you find out later, you know, because like you find out later that he's like in the back and he's like got pictures of Carmella and on his phone and shit. Like it'd be a whole thing. It could be a whole thing. I, I'm just saying. I, I love that idea. I mean, really? Yeah, I know it's okay. a great idea. Good. That means it's I'm okay. If you, if you approve it, I'm <laughs> I, good with that. Idea. No, I love that idea. I, I, I think that's a great one. Another free idea. There, there, there you, you go. go. Well, come on now. Uh, oh, so, so overall, you enjoy SmackDown. You're excited for what's going to happen yeah. uh, for next week. And Absolutely. Go. I think it was a solid episode of the show. Okay. Uh, I know that it was wasn't maybe wrestle heavy. Uh, it wasn't. 
you know, a ton of six-star matches. We really just kind of had, like, as far as great matches are concerned, we had the tag team yeah. match. Um, but, yeah, storyline heavy, and I'm a big storyline fan, so I thought uh, a lot of good things were done in this episode. One last question. Do you think the, the Zelina-Lana thing is leading to Rusev versus Cien Almas, even, like, a whole program? Because we vibe. had the yeah. match last week, but do you think it's going to be a whole program? And that's, then that's the vibe I'm tag team, like a mixed match, too? That's the vibe I'm getting. Okay. I would okay. like that. You know, I would yeah. definitely like that they, you know, kick... Aiden English to the curb, right. and then they firmly have heel. Well, is he? I guess. I guess no. I guess he'd be the face because because yes, he almost, more yeah. more of the heel. Yeah. So yeah, I like that because I I am of the belief that Rusev is fun. The Rusev, the Rusev right. Day stuff is over as hell. Right. Uh, it's one of the most over things they have going right now. Yeah. And so yes, I think that Rusev could help CN get over. Uh, yeah, especially absolutely. you know uh, as a former mean foreign heel right kind of like give him some advice help lead the way a little bit because i do think that cn you know really has a chance to be you know the next albert del rio or something not you know in terms of like the mexican guy that wwe gives an opportunity to you know as like this is the guy for the mexican audience i you know i'm i'm a I'm a Hispanic dude, so I'm, I'm like all Vila Rasa to San right. Almas, you know? <laughs> same, same here. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, and also, they could work that way in putting him over. And uh, then in the end, I wonder how this could – Aiden English could turn on Rusev and Lana and then go with San Almas. So he comes out and he sings it in Spanish. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Couldn't it be? Yeah, and, I love that. It's el Dia de Vega, something like that, or Dia de Almas, something like that. He could oh do it. Oh, my God, that'd be so good. Right? Get, get him a full mariachi outfit. Yeah, the whole nine. <laughs> yeah, I love that I idea. Love that. Yeah, it's such a good idea. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that was our recap of uh, SmackDown for Collider Body Slam. That's Ryan Satin. Where can they find you, Ryan? Uh, you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin. The website, obviously, is at WrestlingSheet, ProWrestlingSheet.com. While you're here, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're putting out a bunch of content. You guys see us. We're doing lots of stuff on here. So make sure you subscribe. And then make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Sheet radio feed as well. Uh, It's available on iTunes, Podcast One. We've got a weekly slate of shows. These two, the recap shows, uh, Top 5 with James and Kevin. We've got Wrestling Sheet Radio that comes out on Fridays. And, uh, yeah, now now that it's available on video and audio, please subscribe all around, rate, review, like, share, everything. It helps out a lot. Everything he said. And, of course, Aaron Turner has a show on Saturdays exploring the indie wrestling stuff, which he's working out now. We will, we'll, I guess those episodes are coming up soon, hopefully. Yeah, Aaron and I, we, uh, we talk, we're, we're working on it today. Great. He's, he's still trying to work out a few kinks uh, in terms of his co-host and stuff like that, but yeah. we're, we're working on it. Yeah, so you'll see Aaron Turner soon. Uh, and you can find me at the Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. You know you know everything I do here. So thanks, everybody, for watching everything Ryan said. Subscribe, comment, do everything. And let the people know. Let the people in charge know that you're enjoying these shows and you like all the wrestling content that we're doing. Because that's, you know, Collider bought Pro Wrestling Sheet because they see a future here with Pro Wrestling Sheet. That depends on you guys. Give us some love. Give the show some love. And, and we'll see you next week on Collider Body Slam Recap Smackdown. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20.
It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.